Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Catherine, thanks for being a part of the program. You know, um, you're here at Heartlight. How did you get here? What were the things that began to happen that, I mean, it wasn't because everything was going so well. It was probably because <laughs> things weren't going so well. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, the way I grew up, I grew up in a Christian family. Yeah. And so we went to church every Sunday and, you know, I went to youth group and all of that. But... You know, it wasn't it wasn't like I had a relationship with God. It was always kind of like God was forced down my throat. So I began to just look to myself for answers more than anyone else. And yeah. I kind of secluded myself and I became depressed around, let's see, around 11 and I'm 14 now. So it's been three years, almost four and depressed at 11. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what does an 11-year-old depressed girl do in her depression? Well, not a lot because I had not yet um, discovered self-harm. And yeah. so I just kind of was always in my room in the dark, you know, like the stereotypical depressed yeah, person, yeah, yeah. like not wanting to go out, just kind of staying by myself, just, you know being alone. I wow. didn't really have any wow. friends at the time because yeah, yeah. It, I wasn't bullied, but I was never one of those. I was never the first pick. Yeah. I was always more the last pick, I guess. Okay. Let me, let, you know, I, I've always, I've always said this, but cause I think one of the, one of the love languages that everybody talks about, I think there was one that was missed, and and one of those love languages is just being invited to participate in something. Exactly. It's like yeah. me. I somebody asked me, "Hey, if we invite you, would you come?" I go, "No, no, no, I won't come because I'm too busy." <laughs> but I love being invited. Are you kind of right. that way? Yes, and like I have friends now, but I'm still there's still kind of something empty in me that still wants to be there, like still wants to be invited, like. I mean, I just hang out with my friends because we're friends, but like, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like I'm almost not really supposed to be there because I haven't been invited. And so I'm just You've kind just kind of, of, you're present. Exactly. And and you've shown up and right. you're hanging out with folks. Right. But since I moved to my last school, um, I've made a lot of great friends yeah. and now I feel included and yeah. I'm there and it's great. And uh Okay, but you know, when things started to spin out, you mentioned self-harm earlier. Did that yes. become a part of you? 
Yes. When I was 12 years old, I self-harmed for the first time. And that's just cutting or? Yeah, cutting because I got into social media. And by social media, I mean Instagram, (laughs) which is still the only social media I have, which I guess can be considered sad, I guess. But, you know, (laughs) I don't care. Um, And so on there, I was always looking up depression because I was like, I'm not the only one like I know others struggle with it and I had no one around me that struggled with depression so I looked it up and I saw people like pictures of self-harm and stuff like that and I thought to myself well if everyone's doing it then it must do something like it wasn't peer pressure necessarily it was just like so many people are doing it so I guess it must work in some part like you know so I cut once and I showed my mom I was like I guess I accidentally scratched myself but she knew and I was just crying because I didn't know what I had done I had gotten to the point like I didn't know what to do and so I was just harming myself and it hurt my mom more than it probably hurt me okay and I love my mom I love my mom to the moon and back yeah and she is the most amazing person in the entire world, and I stand by that, and she has gotten through everything with me. Yeah. And so, well, let me ask this. I mean, so things start to spin, spin out a little bit. What was, the, what was the thing that moved it over to you ending up coming to Heartlight? Or let me put it this way. What got you to Heartlight? I mean, you were depressed at 11, having a tough time, but there had to be some, you know, defining moment that right. it kind of went, okay, we got to do something. All right. What's that? Well, it wasn't really my parents that wanted me to go to Heartlight. Like, they knew they'd gotten to the point where, like, I couldn't control myself. It was me who said, I need to go to Heartlight because I had reached the point where I said, I can no longer, like, control myself. Yeah. Media is controlling me and what's being said is controlling me. And I just reached the point I was like, I can't do it anymore. I need something in my life to intervene. And... It, the reason I'm depressed, or was, but I mean, I'm still struggling with it, yeah. is because it wasn't necessarily, okay, around the time that I got depressed, my family um, broke up because my mom divorced my dad, and so they began to have joint custody, and my mom was great. It was great. It was amazing, yeah. and I was with my sister and my dog, and I mean, with my mom, and we had this great house. Like, it was perfect. And then whenever I had to spend half the time at my dad's, it's like we had just bought an RV. So whenever my mom kicked him out, to say, I yeah, guess, yeah. like he started to live there because he didn't really, he couldn't find an apartment so yeah. quickly or anything. Yeah. So he just lived in the RV. So whenever we would go over for our joint time with him, we'd just be in the RV with him and like three people in a cramped RV isn't isn't a lot of fun. You know, like you want to space out, especially because I was beginning to be a teenager. And as a teenager, I can say that I don't really want to be around people all the time, especially because of my depression. You know, I kind of wanted to be secluded anyway. Plus going into the teenage years is like, ah, people. But (laughs) would you, you I mean, would you guys talk about that? I mean, would you... If you had to describe, you know, talking to your mom or talking to your dad, what did that look like? What was different about the way that you would have conversations about your depression and other stuff that was going on? All right. Well, with my mom, like, I guess there's a certain bond that people say that 
a child and the mother share, especially because, you know, she kind of carried you for nine months, nine excruciating months. (laughs) And then, so I guess that's the start of our bond. But then it just, I don't know. I've always been able to talk to her about anything and everything, and she understands. I don't know if it's just because we're both girls or whether it's just she's the best person, but, you know, a little bit of both. Um. But you have good conversations. Yeah, we have does, amazing does conversations. Does she ask you hard questions? Yes. <laughs> she asks me challenging questions and well, she challenges me and yeah. that's what I enjoy about it because I'm always looking for a challenge. Okay, when somebody challenges you in a conversation, it causes you to do what? It causes my the gears to start turning in my mind and I get intrigued and I start just... I don't start spurting out random stuff. I I think through it and I mentally um, just, you know. <laughs> well, you you know what I mean. I, you you just you the, well, you just the, challenged the, me. The whole topic, <laughs> yeah. The is. whole topic of the program is about conversations. Exactly. And I go, you just you just summed it up. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's it's parents engaging. Mm-hmm. And and saying I want to I want to help my child think I yeah. want to help them go to another level and stuff. Okay, what right. about conversations with your dad? All right, this is where it goes downhill. Um, with my dad, <laughs> well, all right, step back for a second. Whenever I, my dad's a doctor, so yeah. he was always working full time. He was always on call even during the night, so yeah, I yeah. didn't really get any sleep. So he was always at the hospital, and. Recently, I was actually talking to him about this, and I said, from my point of view, I don't remember you being there at all. Like, I remember this guy sometimes being at family meals, like, very rarely, and then you were sometimes at family vacations, but all I knew was you were dad, but I didn't feel a connection. Like, I knew what you did, I knew you were a doctor, and I knew you were always busy, how did, just, how did he respond to that? <laughs> um, well, yeah, that I don't really want to get into that. Yeah. But what ended up happening is he wrote me about a four-page letter saying how at least five days a week he would be with my sister and I and things like that and how he was a great father and a great husband to my mom. And, yeah. uh, you, know. you know what? I, I here, Here's what I think. <laughs> You know, is is so different. You know, moms do have a connection. I mean, there yeah. there's a special connection that they have, and if and if they've ever been criticized, it's because sometimes they talk too much. You think <laughs> that's true? You think <laughs> it'd be the true. same thing when you're a mom? I mean, it, that's just <laughs> that's true. the way you're wired. Okay, right. men are kind of wired to fix things. Yes, I do. Your dad. That. That's why your dad's a great doc because mm-hmm. he fixes things, right. and so. He gets consumed in that, and that's right. and that's kind of a normal thing. And I and and I think sometimes all of us that feel a sense of normalcy have got to realize somewhere along the line that that normalcy can take over something different than our child needs because right. you don't need to be fixed. You don't need to be right. talked to over and over and over and over. Yeah, which know. goes along with the lectures that he gave me every yeah. night. When well, he was there. <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of a tendency of a dad yeah, to do, you right. know. But my hope for you that is that it would change enough that that 
that your and your dad can change enough that you can have those deeper conversations. And the thing is, is that one of the things that I go off most is reactions. Like, yeah. I love getting a reaction and I love challenging things. Growing up, my mom can tell you, I wasn't a rule breaker, but I was sure a rule bender. And I would yeah. love to see how far I could go and how many loopholes I could go through. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean... That's just how I was, and I'm yeah. still a little bit that way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Every now okay. and then. Well, let me let me ask you this: um, If you can change one thing about your family, what would it be? <laughs> well, my mom recently got remarried, and in a couple days, it'll be their one year together. Mm. Um, if I could change anything about my family, it would be that. My mom never met my dad and that she had just met my stepdad first yeah. and that they would have been married and that she didn't have to go through that. And I understand that I wouldn't be alive and maybe even my sister wouldn't be alive. And I would hope that she'd still be alive, but I would do anything for my mom. And if I could do anything for her, for my family, it would be that. Wow. Wow. Okay would be one thing that you'd change about yourself. Oh, jeez. Um, honestly, I don't really live with regrets, so I wouldn't really change anything. Yeah. I mean, I know I need to change some things, but I wouldn't change anything because everything that's come up to this point in my life has made me who I am, and I'm still working on myself. I'll be working on myself to the day I die, and even then, you know. Hey, I know that you'll be working <laughs> at least until age 61. Oh, yes. I mean... <laughs> we all we all keep working on it yeah. that way. So right. Hey, thanks for being a part of the program. Oh yeah, you're absolutely. a jewel. You're just oh, an absolute thanks. jewel. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you, Mark. Hey, folks. If you've enjoyed listening to the interviews that I do with kids, I want to encourage you to do this. Go to YouTube. Go to our channel called Heartlight Stories. And you can see the kids while you listen to them. It makes all the difference in the world. You know, there's something about putting a face with a voice. And as you watch these young people share their hearts and tell their stories, I think you'll enjoy watching them and and seeing their expressions, the way they engage, uh, and perhaps the way that they respond uh, and maybe learn some new techniques about how to ask some questions. So go to go to YouTube, Heartlight Stories, and I think you'll enjoy the interviews. Lauren, thanks for being on the program today. Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, if you had to describe yourself, how would you describe yourself? Um, fun, um, easygoing, open-minded. Yeah. I don't know, like, I want to be described as, like, good things, but I'm sure there's, like, bad things about me. Would you ever describe yourself with bad things? Would you ever go, okay, here's some bad things about me? <laughs> well, I mean, I could if you asked. Yeah, okay. Or what are some bad things about you? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm selfish. Um... Mm. Sometimes, like, I get in these moods where I'm really negative. Uh, I have a really bad problem of interrupting people. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, you uh, haven't done it yet with me. I'll, well, yeah. But I'll probably interrupt you, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're older than me, so, like, I'll respect that. No, wait that. a minute. Don't go there. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, but I mean, you can name good and bad, right? Right. Okay. Are you supposed to be perfect? No. Yeah. I, I don't think any of us are. I think we could all probably name some bad things about us. Right. You know? So if we all have bad things, what are some things that were happening that, that caused you to end up coming to Heartlight? What was it that, that kind of spun out of control that made this the place where you needed to be? Well, it was to like a point where like my parents didn't know what to do. Like they, like they wanted to help me, but they didn't think they could do it themselves. So like I just started to like get really out of control. Like I didn't like the way that my dad reacted to some of the things that I was doing. And so like I just kept doing them because I wanted to do them. So what were you doing? Well, I was smoking pot and my mom was like, like she didn't think she wasn't okay with it, but she didn't tell me no. Yeah. And my dad didn't like it. So that was the only thing? Well, no, I was suffering with like depression and stuff. And like, I still kind of am, but like, like I know now how to deal with it, like how to stop from getting to like a point where I just lay around and do nothing. Yeah. You think that the smoking pot was, was an attempt sometimes and why you liked it is because it helped you with your depression? Yeah. I think that I liked it just because I liked the way it made me feel like when I was under the influence rather than the way that I always felt. Like I liked feeling like that than the way I feel now. Did you feel more normal when you smoked? Kind of. I feel like it was just a lot easier to do everything. Like it was easier. Like I struggled with talking about my emotions because it like makes me feel weak. And so like I think whenever I was like high, it made me feel like everything was okay. Like I could do everything. Wow. Wow. Okay. So – so your parents come up with rules at home and say, okay, this is what we're going to do and how we're going to do it right. and all that. Did you think it was too much or do you think it was too little? I would say not that it was too little, but like they didn't really have rules for me. Like yeah. they didn't really have any expectations for me. Like it was just kind of like, like they let me be really independent and they trusted me. Yeah. Like with the things that I did, like I'm like grateful for that. Um but I think that to like what had happened before I was here, yeah. it was too little. Yeah. Just because like how I acted. So too little. So they should have tightened up more and made more rules? Probably. And they tried. I just got. Yeah. yeah. How would you have responded to that? I didn't like it. Yeah. I obviously found a way to get like yeah. above them. So you're smoking pot and stuff, doing other stuff? Yeah. Like I was taking my dad's car out at night. Wow. He didn't like that. Um, they Gee, like, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> they bought me a car for my permit, and I would take that out too. But yeah. like, they started to realize I was taking that out, and so they would like park it in the front of our driveway because yeah. we have five cars. Wow! So it was very difficult to get out, especially in the dark, and try to be quiet. And so then you take the other car that yes. was parked. Yeah. So I took my dad's car. Um, so I was like doing drugs, sneaking out. Like, they took my phone away, but I always yeah. found a way to get in touch with my friends, like, yeah. whether it was a computer, the house phone, yeah, yeah. like, a really old, like, electronic device. Like, <laughs> I always found ways. So a it was bag like, phone or a princess phone yeah, from the really. 1950s little <laughs> dial-up, you know, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, I did stuff like that. Um, oh, I uh, went into one of – so I was dog-sitting for one of my mom's friends, and I went into her house and like kind of threw like a little party. Yeah. And they have cameras. Wow. So it didn't go well. Wow. They woke up in the morning. They're like, 
well, someone was in our house, and then there was, like, a camera, like, a video of me, like, saying, like, come on in, guys. Like, Wow. Yeah. Okay, so. do, you think, uh, do you think your drive for all the stuff that you were doing, were you bored, or were you just... Mm-hmm. I was bored. I just was, like, I don't know, for a while, like, I thought that, like, going to a new school would make me happy, because I really care about, like, my grades and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I thought maybe going to a new school would be, like, something different, something better, because it was a school where I had to be accepted. Yeah. And so um, I went there, and I liked it, but it wasn't enough. And, wow. like, I was riding horses, and that was great. Like, I got a new horse and stuff, and I really liked that. And it was really fun. Like, I feel like I had a great life. It just wasn't enough for me. Like, I... Like, I'm struggling right now because I don't know how to keep myself happy. Like, I know mm. how to keep myself from being sad and, like, how to deal with it when I am, but I don't know what's going to keep me happy for, like, a while. Are you like, one of those girls that always has to be doing something? No. I like sitting around. Mm. Um, like, I like doing nothing. Like, I like being with my friends and, like, because, yeah. I mean, when we smoked pot, we would just sit around and eat, do nothing, <laughs> and watch TV. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm cool with anything. Yeah. I guess. Which is good, but it's also, if you're cool with anything, that could be a yeah, curse as well. Exactly. Because, I mean, so now you've been at Heartlight for how long? Um, It'll be five months in a week or two. Yeah. And so five months into this, as you look back on what was going on, what do you think? Well, I definitely regret a lot of it because I feel like now, like, if I would have just, like, shared my emotions with my parents or, like, if I would have just, like, submit to them and been, like, okay, that you're right, like, this is reasonable, then I wouldn't be here. So, like, I definitely know, like, now, like, I need a relationship with my parents. Like, I never yeah. – I had one, but I was hiding things from them. And, yeah. like, they could tell, but they were trusting me. Yeah. And so yeah. it just didn't go well, I guess. So do you think that, that it's going to be easier when you get home for them to have a few more rules that are lined down that – Go okay. This is these are all the only things we're going to be asking. This is all we want to see happen. Will that make it easier? I think that it'll be it'll be easy, but it'll be hard. Yeah, because it'll yeah. be hard because they don't have rules for me. Like they've never had that before. But I think it'll be easy because they they know that's what's good for me. Yeah, like my dad was never really like. He was in my life, but it was like he would get up in the morning, go to work, come home, go to bed. Yeah. And it was like I never – we don't really have anything in common. Right. So it was like I never spent time with him. So like he would just kind of be like, oh, ask your mom. So like I listened to that. But like I could just be like, hey, I'm going to a friend's house. And he'd be like, okay. Like I feel like a lot of the times if I went anywhere, he wouldn't know. Wow. But with my mom, it was a lot of like – like it was her making the decisions. For me, it was more like I was making the decisions with yeah. my dad. Like I would just tell him what I was doing and do it. And that's what kind of happened like towards the end before I came here is I would just tell them what I was doing and do it or don't tell them and they would find out. Okay. Let, let me ask you this. I mean, because where my mind immediately goes with that is that if you ask your dad something, he goes, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Was there a part of you that was kind of disappointed that he didn't engage more with you during that? or say, no, no, come here, sweetheart. Let's talk about this. Or are you sure you want to do that? Or maybe say right. no occasionally. I mean. I feel like at first I was kind of like disappointed or almost surprised like it was like like okay I mean if you're gonna let me do that okay like I think I took advantage of it and the more that he would just be like yeah go ahead the happier I got with that answer just because like but what do you think but when he would go yeah go ahead go ahead what did that really convey to you they didn't care 
I mean, do you do you think about that? Yeah, like it bothered me for a little bit, and then like it was like, this is normal. It, that's wow. how it is. So do you look at it as being normal now? Yeah, but like now people are saying like, oh, it's not normal. But now it's really hard because how am I supposed to change normal back to the real normal? Yeah, yeah. So do you think he missed your heart in the process? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He, I mean, he tried like, like when I started to tell him like, you're not in my life and like it bothered me, like he tried, but I was really stubborn and I wouldn't let him in. Yeah. So I told him he wasn't in. And then when he tried to like somewhat get in, I said no. You think the door is more open for him to come in now? Um, I kind of feel like since I'm at Heartlight, it needs to be, but I don't really know. Cause like, since we don't really like interact, it's uncomfortable for me. Wow. And why don't you interact? Um, I think that it's like, since he missed his chance, like he, like he has trouble sharing his feelings too. Yeah. And so I think that like, since I didn't, like, I don't put an effort, then he's not going to put an effort. So I don't know. I guess it's wow. like, that's how it is. Well, let, let me tell you, I, 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 you were worth putting in the effort for. <laughs> I mean, if you were my daughter, I'd go, I couldn't wait to spend time with you. I mean, I feel bad not spending time with you here. I mean, right. as, much, as much as we need to be out riding horses, we haven't done that yet. That's and I go, that, I mean, it, I want to do that, but I don't want to. I don't want to do that just to ride horses. Mm-hmm. I want to ride horses so you and I can spend some time right. together, and because I long for that, and I, you know, I would hate to ever convey the message to you. And I don't think parents really mean it. Sometimes I think dads just don't know how to do it. Right? You know? You yeah. Think? Yeah, I definitely think like my dad's always been kind of like out of it. Wow. And he doesn't mean to like he doesn't mean to be. It's just that's how he is. And so it's like, it, that's how me and my, or like my dad and my mom have problems because like she tells him this is what he needs to do, but he doesn't do that. So he doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah. And the more she asks, the frustrated she gets because she has to keep asking. Yeah. And he gets frustrated because he doesn't know what she wants. Yeah. And when they try and talk, she's just like, why aren't you doing it? And it just doesn't work out because yeah. they're both just frustrated. Yeah. Well, my hope for you is that that gets resolved somewhere or you learn how to handle your dad in such a way. Right. That makes him want to spend time, and, you, and that maybe you just go, "Hey, come on, when he do this?" Yeah, you know? I think that'll how like that's how it's going to be, probably. Yeah, and you set it up as a rule so that he can go buy it as well. Yeah, and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it'll be awkward at first, but I think like, I mean, he's my dad, so the more time we'll spend together. Yeah, I, you know, I don't want you to get to your wedding and him give you away. <laughs> And you'd be sitting there going, man, I wish this was different. Right. Or you live re- in yeah. regrets, you know, or when you're 30 years old that you're going, oh, I wish I would have had a better relationship right. with my dad. Now's the time to change that, you know. And Yeah. Old guys can change. I, yeah, I mean, I he's already pretty that. old, so I might as well. Wait a minute. Now, what's your definition <laughs> of old? Well, he's like 63. Ah, and that's old? Well, we have the, like, Alzheimer's gene. Who knows oh, what'll happen? No, I'm 61, and you're making me feel old. No, like you're making me feel old. But I feel like since you're at heart, like you're always going to be like involved in stuff. Like I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me and Courtney were talking about it. Like you're like Jesus's brother, but like you didn't get to go to heaven. So it's like you're just here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, that's great. Hey, where would you be if you if you wouldn't have come to Heartlight? Um. Well, I don't like to get in trouble, so I don't know where I would be. Yeah. I don't like to be in trouble, but I've like gotten in trouble with the cops and stuff before, so 
maybe in jail. I don't know. My parents don't have the heart to kick me out, I think. Honestly, I don't know where I would be. I would be very unhappy. Yeah. Um, But I think, I don't know. It's a good question. (laughs) Yeah. Well, something to think about. Yeah. Something to think about. Well, cool. Hey, thanks for being a part of the program today. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for sharing your heart. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.